Hello, and thank you for downloading this, episode three of Mind the Gap. Welcome to your All Zones travel card to get behind the scenes of the incredible transport systems that are truly the beating heart of London. Now, I've loved the underground ever since I was a kid, but the tube has been connecting all of us for 160 years. The London we know and love simply wouldn't exist without it. So today we've come down to Tottenham Court Road Tube Station, where it's maybe quiet now, but at night becomes one of London's busiest stations. And we've chosen this place for good reason. We're going to hear from two people today who are serious about connecting people and places and who understand the importance of the underground in bringing us all together. First up is someone coming down the escalators right now. She's a beacon of London nightlife and she understands better than anyone just how the tube enables communities to thrive. Change here, the Central Line and the Elizabeth Line. I can hardly believe I'm standing here. In front of me is someone familiar to so many Londoners, Amy Lamay. Amy, thank you for joining us here. Oh, it's a pleasure. How would you describe yourself? I, I've done so many different things, but, you know, I think nights are keeping pretty busy these days. The, the mayor's good at keeping me out of trouble. <laughs> You know, when I first arrived in London back the tail end of 92 and got my very first job at a cafe bar just, just upstairs from the station, I used to travel through here pretty much every day. It looks very, very different. Um, it's had quite the upgrade, I'd say. It's looking very smart and snazzy and, yeah, just so many people bustling around from older folk right down to babies. I love it. It's, it's cool down here. It's the thing about Tottenham Court Road, even, you know, the old station and the new one, it cheers you up with the colours. Well, I would love to talk to you more about this. Uh, and I think the nice people over the control room have said we can use one of their spare rooms. So, should we head on downstairs? I, I came across you. I'm going to say years ago. It sounds like we're really, really old. We're not. We're both <laughs> youthful people here. But I came across you years ago on the television, being a, being an advocate for for people in in our community and and talking about things in a in a, in a new way to new audiences. But you had a, a, a different role as, as an artist, as an, as as a comic, and as a writer. And yeah, you are the night czar. Can you describe to me what does the night czar actually mean? Yeah. Well, um, being the night czar is, I think, the best job in the world. <laughs> uh, I help London thrive at night. And that means that I work across every single policy area in City Hall. So be it anything from culture to economic development, to regeneration, to policing and crime, to um, the environment. If you take a slice of that and then flip it in the dark, that is my role. <laughs> and so, you know, a lot of people sometimes think, oh, it's just about bars, pubs and clubs. And, you know, that's an important part of what I do because it's an important part of London at night. But we also have 1.4 million people at least who work at night in London. And they're doing all sorts of jobs. They're doing jobs like, you know, keeping our National Health Service running. They are collecting rubbish. They're cleaning offices. They're working as traders in markets. They are, you know, doing any number of jobs. And they're often hidden and underappreciated. So my role very much takes that into consideration. And I consider myself a great champion for everyone who works at night. I'm, I'm, I'm so 
glad you've mentioned all the other workers because mm. if you look at the city at night, even the square mile, or any, any set of offices or shops, the lights are on. And they're often not on because there's people who left them on, it's because there are people working in them or people doing jobs. It's a 24-hour city, right? Yes, London is a 24-hour city. It always has been a 24-hour city. And do, you, do you actually sleep? <laughs> I'm, I'm concerned about this. Well, you know, um, being the nights are, you know, we don't talk about sleep. <laughs> I, I sleep, I, you know, I sleep when I have to. But also, you know, I, I'm a woman who has always worked at night. My dad worked nights at a car factory in so New Jersey. And then he set up his own 24-hour plumbing business. And when the phone rang at three in the morning, my dad put on his overalls and he was out the door. And so I grew up with this idea that, you know, you that working and living was was in this 24-hour cycle and that things could be flexible. And that doesn't mean to say that there weren't, you know, downsides to that, you know, in terms of you know, family life and things. But but I think that growing up in that situation, you know, but also running my nightclub, well, you know, for 27 years. At the same years. time. <laughs> a backdrop of all this, you've been running, you're running Ducky, of course, at, at the Royal Vaxel Tavern and other locations, right? Yeah, so I started Ducky in 1995. Yeah, it's still going, you know, not in a weekly form, but um, there is nothing you cannot learn from being on the front line of nightclubs in Vauxhall. Um, for 27 years. I can imagine. I, can. I, I have seen everything you can see and lots of things I can't unsee. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, running a business is hard work and dedicating your time to ensuring everyone else has a good Saturday night out. And that's the thing, right? You, you, yeah. You, you, you mean, you know, you're responsible for people's jobs and, and giving people a great time. Over the years, you, you've, you've been night sign. When did that start? I was appointed in November 2016 by the mayor of London, Sadiq Khan. Wow. So you, you, you've had a, a, a pretty good understanding now. I've seen how London's economy has changed over time. But how important has the underground been, do you think, in in your work and people's work? Because the night tubes come along in that time. Well, I will never, ever forget when the night tube started, because I was running my club in Vauxhall. And of course, the Victoria line was the first night tube line. Um, and so all of a sudden, we were like, oh, my gosh, we're getting the night tube. And the club was absolutely packed. Did it change the it, it did, it? because what it meant was that people could go out. They could come out early, yeah. earlier, yeah. you know, and stay in one place and then get on the night tube and then hop up to somewhere else. Yes. You know, and vice versa. So in terms of the kind of the flow of people that were able to kind of come through and, you know, support the businesses and things like that was incredibly important. But it, it also all of a sudden felt like we're doubling our fun overnight, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because we're able to travel back and forth. And also, you know, as as a woman who has always worked at night, having the night tube to get home at the weekends was a game changer the safety and still is. Yeah. It's the safety of it, the connectivity, the reliability, the affordability. Every single aspect of the night tube is a win-win, whether you're going out to enjoy yourself or whether you're, you know, working or whether, yeah, you're coming home from studying, whatever you're doing at night. And it's, it's transformative, I think, to certain people. It's, I mean, I've, I've made use of it a few times, even though I'm an old fogey now at 42. Does, does, does the kind of the feel of the night tube remind you of the, because I remember the, the old night buses going out to the West. Does that, that, that feel of it still remain on the tube, do you think? 
I love the night tube because it is a microcosm <laughs> of London. You know, you can sense during the day the kind of how how travel patterns shift. You know, it's like, okay, well, we've got the morning rush hour and then, you know, maybe, you know, a little bit of a dip and then, you know, mums going out, you know, picking up kids, school kids. Then, you know, during the day, it's quite a set pattern. At night, traveling on the night tube makes me feel like, London is the most diverse, most wonderful place in the world. And there's a certain friendliness on the night tube as well. You know, <laughs> notoriously, it's like, don't talk to me on the tube. <laughs> you know, uh, I like breaking those rules every now and again just to see people's reactions. Um, but on the... On, surprise me. <laughs> but on, on, the, on the night tube, you know, it's just a bit more relaxed, you know, and people really do look out for each other because everyone knows, oh, you may have been to the pub. You may have, you know, you may have had a drink. I'm not saying that it's that way for everyone, but there's more of a, a kind of ease and camaraderie uh, on the night tube of people just looking out for each other. It must benefit certain groups more than others, as you said, because those who are working at night, and some communities, perhaps like so the LGBT community, have really benefited, I think, from, from the night tube. Because it, you know, as, 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 a, as a young gay man, I found it being out in the suburbs quite difficult being out there, not having a, a way of getting public transport. I had to remind my parents, so I'd, I'd have to ask them to take me to places, and that meant coming out and, yeah. oh, but the tube, it's anonymous and it's, you can do it. it. It's anonymous, it's autonomy, it's yeah. freedom. Yeah, it's freedom. Um, for a relatively low cost. Um, and for anyone who's, you know, struggling a bit with their identity or trying to find themselves, you know, the tube connecting you to different places is a really important thing to have in our city. Um, it makes me think of a couple of different things. One, that, you know, for the LGBTQ plus community and other communities, we talk about communities, but often we think about that in terms of place. You know, with our community, the LGBTQ plus community, we are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so it's not like, oh, connecting Hillingdon with Hammersmith. You know, it's like, it, it's, it's more like we're, we're talking about connecting people with different places across London um, and helping us connect. And I think that's why the tube is so important for the LGBTQ plus community, because there are certain places and spaces where we feel safest that we need to be able to access. And no matter where you live in London, whatever zone you live in, you can get to a tube station. Right. You can, <laughs> or, or you yeah, can travel in. Which I love, and also you mentioned something earlier, which, which is that people can now go between places, between venues, late at night. So, night tube between, say, bars, between Soho and down to Vauxhall. Yes. Later on, you would do normally. So, businesses have also have also benefited from it massively. Yeah, yeah. The night tube has been a game changer, I think, for people and for the economy um, at night. And also, you know, when we were talking about people, I'll never forget. Um, I had. Uh, I had the great honor of traveling on the very first Piccadilly Line night tube. Ooh, and we oh, started, you do, really? <laughs> and I got to go in the cab as well, which what? was very exciting. <laughs> oh man! I know, I know. I was like, does life get better than this? Not really. <laughs> um, and I was. Uh, we started at Heathrow, and it was really late. And there was a chap working on one of the desks there, you know, that like helps people find hotels when they're like, you know, or, or you know, transport when they're stranded uh, at, you know, in between flights or something, you know, there for like passenger Being the face support. of London. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Welcoming people to London. And I, I was, I just was chatting to him and I said, 
you know, the night tube starts tonight. Is that, how's that going to change things for you? And he was like, you have no idea. It means I get home 45 minutes sooner. And he said, it means that I can put my kids to bed oh, or nice. I can be there when they yeah. wake up in the morning. Yeah. You know, and that to me says everything that cutting that commute time, making it easier for people to get to and from work at night, you know, increasing our quality of life. It's, it's very special. It's that engine. It's, it's, it's an engine that's powering, that's producing, creating and making. Yeah. And it's that, a pumping of that heart, right? Like this is serious stuff, you know, to improve the quality of people's lives. And, and you see developments grow, don't you, as well? And suddenly you can see the, the, the shape of London changes because yeah. of the way the developments go. Yeah. Night tube opens up, more developments happen because suddenly it becomes more accessible yeah. and more connected. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a shape of our city. It's yes. changing because of the tube. It is, absolutely. I'm signed up. I'm signed up to everything. <laughs> I, I swear, I, I, I'm going to see your manifesto and I'm going to sign it underneath it. But if, if, if you want to find out more about, about what, what you do and your team does as well and, and what, what you do for London and, and how you are helping Londoners shape the city, where can they find out more about that? You can go onto the mayor's website um, <laughs> and all the information is there. And uh, I have an open door policy. So, you know, people can follow me on social media, you know, oh, drop do. me a line, <laughs> you know, you know, always happy to help and to direct if I'm not the right person to help to, to point you in the right direction and to make those connections, much like TFL does. Amy, thank you for being such an incredible ambassador for, for this city, for its people, for the systems, the network. You know, you, you, you do an incredible job and you do it 24 hours a day and it's, it, it is genuinely inspiring. So oh, thank you so much Thank for you. I love London. Tube isn't simply about connecting people physically. It's also built up its own massive community of people who love the thing itself. Now, one of those tube enthusiasts is a man known to many, a friend of mine for many years. He's championed that love of the underground and he's helped build the community itself, really. It's not just about trains, it's about adventure. Welcome to Sudbury Town. <laughs> right. Um, find the others. I have a top up. I can't believe I'm sitting here now at Sudbury Town Station with one of my very best friends. It is Jeff Marshall. Jeff, Jeff, who are you? Good morning, Mr. Tim Dunn. Jeff, who makes YouTube videos on trains and travel and transport. I, I, I hate the phrase like, you know, creator or influencer so i just i'm Content just i'm just creator. i don't know i'm just video maker <laughs> transport video maker i call you an inspiration that's very kind come on to that in a minute sure, sure. Right, there's a train yeah through. note yeah just to prove this isn't a studio yeah there's authentic train noises in the background which are going to happen uh pick the line off every 10 minutes so every five minutes there, there should be a train one in each direction excellent good i love that you know that and it's, it's important to me and important to you that you know it that. is important <laughs> you you know the tube inside out just be honest and, and that's very kind thank but, but, you what, what, what is the the earliest memory for you of the tube when did it all begin for you my earliest memory well it's a combination of two things it's a combination of my granddad on my mother's side having a collection of geographers a to z atlases of london they were hardback like a4 size red hardback bound 
atmospheres. And obviously, I was enticed into like in the, you look up where you live, and you look at where your granddad lives, and then you, and then. And, but what was interesting is that on the back, it might have been on the inside cover of every one of these maps, was a tube map, and this you have to remember was like 1970s, 80s. But my granddad had collect had bought the new edition of the map every year of his life since he'd been a boy since like the 1940s. So he had like 40 of these maps on a on a bookshelf, and I realised that over time, what he'd done is that he'd got an archive of like how the tube map had changed over time, and I was utterly intrigued by the growth of the tube map. And definitely around that time, I started to think like, what is it, Chesham and Amersham, or Upminster, yeah. or Epping? But, but I mean, it's funny because your your memories and your your, your initiation of the tubes come from your grandfather, but so did mine. Uh, yes. Because, because, because mine came from my grandfather giving me all these books. Yes. When, when after he died, I had these books. And again, I was a, I'm a Metrolander. He grew up in in, in, in and, or had his life in Ickenham and Rice Slip and so on. So, I'm of this place and of the railway as well. And so, your grandfather and my grandfather both inspired us in a particular way, and we've come together and ends up here. Isn't that weird? It's often passed down in the family, isn't it? Just it, just it, like it, a sports team is, or any any sort of like hobby or activity. And it really gathered pace where I saw the newspaper article in the Evening Standard about someone that had set the new time for visiting all stations. And I turned to my friends, just literally in the pub one day, and I went, did you see the thing in the Evening Standard? You know, we should probably have a go at doing that. <laughs> and in that short little sentence, that then, that then became a thing. Let's be clear, what did you then go and do then as a result? So, so we attempted to go around all 272 stations. On the seventh go in, I want to say, 2004 or five, we did get the world record. I've got two Guinness World Record certificates still hanging on my wall at home going, Jeff Marshall and his mates got around the tube in, in this, this time. Yeah, yeah. But that's the, that's, that's the wonderful thing, right? You know, that's, that's why I've always enjoyed your company, because you're not only thoughtful about this, but you approach things with... You, you, you see a transport network, and you see the element of fun that can be had from it, right? Yeah, well, I think we, well, that's, why, that's what you and I both appreciate, is that uh, to many people, getting a train, getting a tube, is, is just a sort of a chore. It's like, it's, like a, it's like a functional thing to get you from A to B, to get you to work. I look at a train, I think, ooh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's ride that up and down. Let's get out of that station. Let's go there. I wonder what's here. Let's get out. Let's go and have an explore. And to, to this day, in my 40s, I still did it just the other evening. It got to like, because winter evenings are drawing in now, it got to 6 o'clock. I thought, oh, I'm just going to go for a train ride, mm. just for a couple of hours, just riding trains, for no other reason than that I could. Isn't that a wonderful thing? We often talk about how the tube connects places and people and so on. And we're sitting here in Sudbury Town, and I'm looking across the platform. But looking at that building, you and I both know that this is not only is this a portal or a gateway, I suppose, to yeah. the town and the suburb, yeah. right? But also for everyone living out there, this is a portal to the rest of the world. You can go anywhere from this tube. The tube connects everyone up and people up. And that's what I see from you. You go to a railway station and you choose somewhere and you head off somewhere. It's a new adventure sure. somewhere else. Sure, you can look at that tube map, which um, it's a Jay Foreman quote, actually, so I'll attribute it to him. He, he calls the tube map, it's the closest thing that London has to a flag. You know, if you're like, yes, I'm from London, I'm on the tube map. You know, when someone asks you where you're from, you tell them often what your nearest station or tube station is. But, you know, it staggers me that people have lived in London five, ten years and have never been to Upminster or, or Epic. <laughs> so you, you, know, you did the world record. And what does, what, do, what does the Jeff Marshall do next? I remember back in about 2010-11 just being on YouTube, just sort of idly looking for like tube and underground stuff one day, and I came across a brilliant documentary featuring Mike 
Ashworth, yes. who I know you know. Yes, love you, man. I think he used to be head curator at the LTM? He was uh, head of heritage okay. at TFL, which again, a great post, right? Head of heritage and design, that's a good post. And he'd made a video about the Northern Night, which was celebrating its 100 years or something. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, great, is this a series? And I sort of looked for the, on the channel the person that made it, and there wasn't a series. They'd just done a thing about the Northern Line. And I remember thinking, I wish there were more videos like this or like that, or just with other videos like this generally, which just went into the history and details of stations and lines. And I was like, well, why don't you go off and make these videos? And I'd never really thought about it before. I was like, oh, I had a camera. I was like, sure, I suppose I could go and make some videos about the tube. So, yeah, so I just started making videos and more videos, and, and yeah, and now I, and then, but not just tube videos, I make other train videos, and it just kind of branched out, branched out. And into making all kinds of railway train videos. What, what a platform that is, Jeff. Do you recognise this man here? Do you recognise one of these men? Yeah. <laughs> You've amassed these hundreds of thousands of subscribers on YouTube and on other social channels as well who follow you and, 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 and are fascinated by what you have and show and let in to other, other people. Why do you think that is? What brings them in? Yeah, like going back to what I was saying about for most people it's just, it's just a Monday to Friday commute. It's an, it's an A to B and, it's, and it's, uh, it's brilliant when, say, you know, someone's been using a station for like two years of their commuting life. You go, have you ever spotted that like that thing over there? And you point out like an old sign or or like a light fixture or an old fitting or like, and you give them a bit of history or a fact, and they go, well, I, I've been coming here every day for two years, and I I didn't know that. And then it just kind of opens up, you know, their perspective on what to them is is a humdrum, you know, boring commute. And it, it's almost it, it's part of our sort of our joy is to help people see that there is so much of interest around them yes which and yeah of course it's busy and crowded and yeah it, it's a functional thing but if you look a little bit harder there are things of wonder that lead you off into new parts of, of, of thought or yes. or enthusiasms or passions mm -hmm. and of course social media has enabled people to together to go do you know what this this tube network is more than about connecting the places and physically people going there their jobs right but the tube has now connected so many of us in what we love yeah, do, do, do you remember that day Jeff when uh, we're talking about coming together and all the enthusiasts being there and enjoying the moment the moment of joy right because you, you mentioned there was a, a day was it last year when it all happened uh, September 21 now was the newest bit added to the underground, Nine Arms and Batty Power Station. The joke is that we called it Batty Power Station Station uh, on the Northern Line. Uh, and that was a lovely day because basically um, it's the first time that you know two new tube stations have been added to the network for a long time. And we, like, we, we didn't even have to, all the tube nerds and transport friends, we didn't even have to message each other to say, are you going to be there? Because we, we all knew we were going to be there. And it was just like a collection of friends almost hanging out just to visit the newest bit of, of the tube. It was very exciting. That was an exciting day. It was just seeing, and well, I, I went down there not to experience the newness of it. I went there to see the joy of others and to witness both the public coming down and, and, and you know, that, that and Elizabeth Lyon are two, oh, are, are two oh. examples of where I think it's become you know, perhaps cool to be an enthusiast for these things. People walking out and the sense of wonder and this happiness and this yeah. amazement going like, well, look at this. This is new and it's, it's bright and shiny and lovely and it's for me. It's made for me. 
I'm not, I, I think one day I actually cried. It was so happy to see, oh. to, see to, to, to see so many people, of, of Londoners and beyond, come into somewhere and see what you and I see. So, so if, if we take from this, yes, uh, the, train, the train's coming. Another I know. I'm loving it. What is your? What, what, why is it you do? It? Why do you do this? Oh wow. Um, why do you make? Why do you make videos like this? What is it? Yeah, I think fundamentally it has to come down to a sense of exploration and adventure. People say, you know, travel broadens the mind. I think when you hear that, people often think you have to jump on a plane and start going to other countries around the world, which sure is great if you can A, afford it, you know, and B, you've got that time to do it. But you can get, have a mini adventure like that just by staying on two extra stops past Collieswood and going to Morden, or, you know, spending that Saturday afternoon not just down the pub or watching football, but jumping on a train and going to Chesham or Cockfosters or, or Upminster or Epping. You know, if you live in London, it's probably not going to be more than an hour of your time to travel to somewhere new and go, oh, and so you get to just see a bit of the world that you would have otherwise not have seen. And that does broaden your mind, give you an experience. You get to maybe take a see a quirky thing or learn a bit of history or you might meet somebody there or go to a new cafe and be like, oh, they sell interesting cakes or something, and you come back having just done something new and interesting with your life, a sense of adventure. And that's, that's predominantly what, why I think I do it. And if I, if I go to places, and definitely people have gone, oh, we saw your video about place X, and we also went there, and I think, great, I made them go to that place that I went, and they got to enjoy it and experience it too. I'm aware that this is a TFL London podcast, but it applies to the whole UK as well. It does. You know, if you're in Manchester, just go and ride the trams for a day, you know, why not? Why not indeed? Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, as ever, it is a pleasure. And thank you for letting into the world and, and explaining a little bit about the things that you and I both love. And I hope that, that you know, people listening to this might not only go look at your videos if they haven't already, but just think about their local station and look at it closer. I mean, you, you've got 300 thousand odd followers or something on, 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 on YouTube. But right. what, what's, what's the channel, Jeff? Just uh, in my name, Jeff with a G, Marshall, M-A-R-S-H-O-R-R. There's a whole YouTube channel there dedicated to trains and transport and infrastructure and, and tubes and network rail and, and all, all sorts. Yeah. So you can type into your favourite search engine, type in Jeff Marshall yes. and it'll give you yes. your YouTube channel. Yes. Like and subscribe as the train <laughs> rolls in. Fantastic. <laughs>
effectively created a massive chunk of northwest London. Back then, and up to my parents' time, it was known as Metroland. Their homes, their streets, the location of everything in daily life is because of the underground. In fact, almost exactly a century ago, at Ricelip, a Metroland station, two childhood sweethearts met on the way to school each day, waving to each other across the platforms. So I only exist because of the tube. And I, and probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions of us, only exist because of decisions made in the boardroom at the Met's headquarters at Baker Street. So for many of us, the tube hasn't just shaped our lives, it created us. For 160 years, though, the underground has run through London life and become part of the city for even more people. We just expect it to be there, don't we? Carrying us, delivering us, uniting us, serving us, empowering us. And with London a part of what keeps Britain moving and improving, it's vital the capital functions and flourishes, and that, that demands a strong heart. So whether you see something philosophical about it all and from afar, or whether you spot a detail which reminds you that you have been thought of. At 160 years old, that heart is clearly beating strong, but it does need your love. We hope these podcasts help you to find your own way in, mind the gap, and love the tube. Mind the Gap is an 1860 production for Transport for London. The producer was Marnie Woodmead, with some additional writing by Tim Dunn. The executive producer was Adrian Hyatt. And special thanks to the staff of TFL who've helped make this podcast 